for February the 9th, 2022. This is Talks Games, episode 223. Well, so tomorrow will be the release of uh, Kamigawa, Neon Dynasty. Dynasty. Um, so I thought I'd get in one more episode before that becomes the um, focus. Um, haven't had time to um, to put together an episode for a while now, but um, <clears throat> I thought I'd just um, run through the last couple of days what I've been up to. Um, been focusing on um, I, mainly yesterday and the day before. I was uh, looking back at. Um, my current decks, and um, thought maybe I, it it would be a good time to try to push up into diamond. <clears throat> and um, in doing so, um, I, I noticed that the two decks that I had that uh, had the highest win rate uh, was an alchemy and a standard version of a Mardu deck. So I started picking those up and. Uh, I continue to have even better uh, win rates um, <clears throat> and moved really quickly um, uh, up through, um, let's see, let's go back here and look. Um, oh, 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 can't find my stats. Um, yeah, I was moving quickly up through, through gold with them. Um, I tried a bunch of uh, different decks, though, um, and uh, after a while, the uh, the Mordor decks weren't uh, as successful anywhere. Um, they're both at uh, one's at 60%, one's at 59%, so they're still doing fairly well. But um, uh, I went back to my my mono white build and. Uh, uh, been using that to, to push up um, through the ranks um, today and yesterday, and um, currently it's at 68% um, win rate. The last um, um, during this last um, uh, season, and uh, I have 25 wins and 12 losses, so. Pretty steadily moving upward, uh, consist, consist, consistently winning more than I uh, lose, uh, even more than two to one. So um, that's that's been good. I'm I'm really close now. I'm uh, just under um, the the uh, well. I've been bouncing around in tier one and and top of tier two. So, but but getting there. Um, I made a few adjustments. I think this was uh, initially, initially I think it was uh, CGB's deck, and then I've made some adjustments uh, based as the uh, meta has changed, and um, I looked at some other um, decks that people have been using. Um, so cards have been moving in and out, and also I didn't have all the uh, all the rares um, 
to fill out. And I made some changes today that I realized um, um, I realized there were some cards, uh, basically one card that wasn't really uh, helping me um, helping me at all. And um, that was the single Sentinel. Um, <clears throat> I had just two copies of it, but I I was I tend to just be disappointed every time I, I got it into my hand and. Uh, uh, I don't know. I, I guess it's because of the matchups that I'm seeing. I'm, I don't need all that much graveyard hate. Um, so it's not really helping uh, on that front. And, and the ability to uh, for it to become um, hexproof from a certain color um, and not be blocked by it, um, I, I haven't found that to be um, needed in the matchups that I've had. I've either, either needed to, to attack with everything anyway, and uh, it hasn't really mattered. Um, or, um, well, it just hasn't been the case. So I used my last uh, rare wild card to get a third Brutal Cathar, which is uh, well, a really, really good card. And uh, I'm expecting to use it more uh, moving forward. Uh, it, it shows up all over the place. so. Since it's a werewolf as well, it's uh, useful in those decks as well as in these uh, mono-white decks. Um, so I put that in, and since that was a um, three-drop three replacing a two-drop, I, I also put in a another portable hole, which I found uh, is always useful, or at the moment in this meta, it seems very useful. There's a lot of two-drops uh, and one-drops, so... Um, I could use a, a, a third one, and so that evened out the uh, mana costs, I guess, um, was the idea. Um, then um, I played a, a bunch of games um, with that, uh, four games uh, with that setup. Then I made another change. I, I re again removed one of the portable holes um, to instead put in a professor of some since I didn't have any cards that had learn. Uh, so I thought uh, it would be really useful to be able to get at the learn board at least once per match um, whenever you encounter something that's uh, hard to, to deal with. Um, especially so you can try to, or so do you get an introduction to annihilation. And um, if nothing else, I have an environmental sciences and expanded anatomy in here. So um, those are, are useful as well. And of course, a mascot ex exhibition uh, for those games that drag on and you have a lot of mana. Um, besides that, there's uh, three Legion Angels in here. So not all that much space left for the lessons, just the four. Um, also, I realized since, um, um, since Faces Haven uh, has been nerfed and I removed it, um, I didn't really care or need uh, to have just Snowlands anymore. Um, since I, I had replaced uh, the Faces Havens with uh, Cave of the Frost Dragon, and I replaced the four Faces Havens with just three uh, Frost, Dra uh, Frost Dragon uh, cards. So. Um, that also uh, increased the number of basics by one. So I replaced four uh, snow-covered planes with four Emir's Call, because um, why not? 
usually you'll find uh, a, a time that you can play uh, the Mirror's Call tapped and not have to pay the cost. And then uh, later on, um, like with uh, the mascot exhibition, it's good to have have like a a big spell for for those drawn out games. Um, I played it once uh, so far. It didn't help me win, but it helped me stay alive <laughs> a little bit longer. So I'm not uh, regretting the the inclusion yet. Um, yeah, but that's that's my mono white, and I'm uh, looking to see if I can get into diamond here um, before the. Well, hopefully before Kamigawa, but if nothing else, at least before the end of February. Well, so that was the um, the mono white deck. Uh, I got kind of sidetracked there. I was going to talk about the Mardu decks. So uh, let me bring that up. There's a couple of decks. Um, as I said, one is an alchemy deck, and the other is a, um, a standard version. Uh, so one of the cards that I've been uh, <clears throat> really focused on a lot and uh, been playing around with quite a bit is the uh, uh, the new enchantment, Hollowed Haunting from. Um, Crimson Bow. So Hollowed Haunting is an enchantment for two and white white. It's uh, Mythic Rare. It reads, as long as you control seven or more enchantment cre enchantments, creatures you control have flying and vigilance. Whenever you cast an enchantment spell, create a white spirit cleric creature token with this creature's power and toughness are each equal to the number of spirits you control. Uh, so a lot of fun to try to build uh, a shell around that. <clears throat> Been doing all kinds of versions with spirits and uh, the like. Um, looking forward to the spirits being focused in the Kamigawa, it seems, especially spirit dragons and uh, lots of enchantments, especially sagas turning into creatures. So I think this will be a card that uh, I'll be happy I've, I've crafted all four uh, of <clears throat> and I've been playing around with, or will be playing around with quite a lot. Um, but this um, the standard version has. Um, um, I'm not going to go through these in order. I'll start with the um, interesting thing. Of course, the Hold Haunting is the uh, main backbone of the deck, and um, the idea was um, initially that I wanted to um, use the uh, Rune Auras um, to boost Hold Haunting. I thought. Uh, those are really cheap and they replace themselves. So <clears throat> uh, should be a way, a good way to get uh, to seven enchantments pretty quickly. And um, and also uh, that'll be pretty deadly. And, and also you can uh, give some extra abilities to your, your spirits along the way. And uh, of course, to be able to uh, facilitate that, I wanted the Runeforge Champion. So I have four copies of the room for champion, which of course, when you play it, uh, you can search your library and grave and or graveyard for a room card and put it into your hand. And also, you may pay just one generic mana for uh, playing runes, so it becomes really cheap and easy to, to get those going. 
So I found that uh, when playing runes, uh, a, a mistake that you'll often do is that you put in too many. Um, and you really don't need all that many if you have the Runeforge champions, because um, since you can retrieve them from your graveyard, you can just get uh, the ones that have been placed on the creatures that have already died, uh, or if they've been uh, countered, so, or mailed. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I actually just have one single copy of uh, the Rune of Sustenance, which is the white one, the Rune of Speed, uh, the red one, and I think, yeah, the Rune of Mortality, the black one as well. So one for each of the Mortal Colors. And uh, I found that uh, to be pretty uh, pretty okay. Um, because the worst thing is when you sit with just a bunch of these auras and you have no creatures to put them on. And, uh, um, well, you're just uh, losing momentum at that point. And especially if you don't have uh, your hold haunting out, you're not even getting any uh, effect besides them replacing themselves when you play them. So uh, in order to have some creatures to play things on, I do have um, one each of the, uh, the three colors of uh, um, creature land. So one uh, Kiv the Frost Dragon, one Hive of the Eye Tyrant, and one Den of the Bugbear. Uh, so that's useful. You're, you always, or often, you'll have a target for your um, your auras if you don't have any creatures yet in play. So that's good. Um, but yeah, so um, besides the runes and the Runeforged Champion, I have a couple of Faithbound Judge in here, which is a good ticking clock and uh, protection as well. Um, since it can become an enchantment or a curse, to put on your opponent, um, give them, give, giving them just three rounds to, to win, uh, or you you win. Um, also, it's a powerful 4-4 flyer, which turns into, even though it starts as a defender, it, it after three turns, uh, you can attack with it. So, And since it's a, a spirit, it fits well uh, in the shell as well. So speaking of that, I have two Ketilda, Dawnheart Martyr, uh, Another spirit, which is boosted by spirits and enchantments, um, and also uh, um, and, and also turns into an enchantment aura if uh, or when it's killed uh, through the disturb ability. So that's a really really good uh, addition to the deck. Um, I have. The deck that, or the card that makes this deck into a, a just not just a Orso but a Mardu deck, besides the one uh, Rune of Speed, is uh, three copies of Showdown of the Scalds. So another good enchantment to boost the Hold Haunting and the uh, Katilda, but uh, also, uh, of course, giving you some extra cards to play. Uh, especially useful since we have a bunch of one drops in here. Um, or what is essentially one drops with the runes. Um, <clears throat> then I um, have a single monk of the open hand, and you might ask why is that there? Uh, besides the fact that it's boosted by you playing a second spell, which will happen when you play the rune forge champion and then a an aura, a rune aura. Um, besides that, I do have a single uh, copy of Grandmaster of Flowers in here as well. 
don't remember exactly how that came to be, <laughs> but um, that was one of the cards I, I uh, um, crafted early um, when uh, Midnight Hunt, or no, not Midnight Hunt. It's actually from, where is it Midnight Hunt? No, it's uh, from the D&D set, um, Forgotten Realms. But when that came out, one of the early cards that I drafted, uh, also a CGB uh, deck uh, where he was playing for these, and I thought that seemed interesting. Had a bunch of uh, mythics lying around, so crafted this. I had all the other cards, so I was good. I was good to go. Um, so that's a good way to pick up your monk of the open hand, and uh, which is also you can get that from your graveyard as well, and. Um, a good thing there is that you can, uh, uh, through that, get a good uh, target for your auras. Um, either the monk or just put it on the Grandmaster Flowers itself, since it becomes a 7-7 dragon uh, once it reaches um, 7 loyalty, um, which does happen quite often. Uh, I haven't done it in this deck, but uh, I've done it before when playing Grandmaster. So um, that's an interesting little addition in here. Um, besides that, um, for me to massacres, of course, an enchantment, always useful. And uh, as your spirits are glow growing, uh, the spirits from the Holy Hunting and, and uh, Catilda, you can uh, hopefully um, pull a massacre, which is on a uh, an XX uh, amount that is lower than the toughness of your spirits. So you, you'll just do a one-sided board wipe, hopefully. Um, since it comes into play, it also produces another spirit if you have the whole hunting in place, so that's nice. Um, then I have some um, some of these uh, um, imprisonment uh, enchantments, uh, borrowed time, four copies, and four copies of Circle of Unconfinement. Uh, I think that rounds up the deck besides the lands. Uh, Finding this deck to be a lot of fun to play. Um, and like I said, had fairly good uh, stats on it as well. Um, so, um, uh, yeah, that's, that's it on that deck. Okay, and um, the other Mardu deck that I mentioned... Um, by the way, in the break here, I did manage to get into Diamond, so that feels good. Um, since Kamigawa is coming out tomorrow, I'm planning on playing uh, Limited for a while now. Um, so it feels good that I'm at least in Diamond um, during this <clears throat> During this month, so I uh, won't get kicked back down uh, too far um, or as far as I was last time. Uh, so that's nice. But uh, anyway, back to the deck. Um, this is another version of a Mardu deck, this time in standard. And, um, or sorry, the other one was in standard, this one is in alchemy. And uh, this one is not uh, an enchantment deck. So Although they're both uh, Mardu decks and, and they have about the same win-loss ratios, um, <clears throat> this one is uh, not around, uh, based around enchantments at all. Instead, it's a uh, Turgrid 
God of Fright deck. Um, I got this idea uh, when I realized that uh, Town Razor Tyrant um, uh, encourages your opponent to uh, to uh, sacrifice a land, and I thought that would be a nice little bonus there. That uh, <clears throat> once you you get your opponent to sacrifice the land instead of taking damage, then you get that land. Uh, just a little little uh, bonus there, but still, it did make me want to go back and look at Turgrid um, and, and see if I could do anything else uh, to try to get um, a Turgrid deck to work. The problem with Turgrid usually is that um, she's so expensive, and uh, usually you will want to play something else on the same turn as you play Turgrid, since quite often uh, he, she'll be targeted um, as it's a pretty pretty, pretty important threat. Um, <clears throat> so I thought, okay, why, how about a treasure um, shell to go with it? Um, since the, the treasure colors um, are mainly red and, and black, uh, that worked uh, well. So uh, I started out in those colors, um, and then the this is almost a Rakdos list. Uh, there's only actually one uh, card that has white, and that's Extus, uh, Orchid Overlord, which I have in here since uh, this goes fairly uh, heavy on, on the uh, instances and sorceries. I thought uh, uh, Extus would be a good fit. Also, it has a few uh, little, little dorks for creating um, uh, chaos, I was about to say, but uh, yeah. Uh, little creatures that that uh, could be sacrificed to um, to the um, what is it blood god uh, something the the demon that you can create with the the reverse side of of Exus. Um, so in the list I have uh, three concealing curtains, which is a nice little one drop that uh, then on on turn three you could. Uh, uh, turn into from a blocker to a uh, attacker. Uh, turns from a zero four uh, defender to a three five uh, non defender, um, and then also you get to look at your opponent's hand, and they have to sacrifice or uh, discard a card um, and draw a new one. So that works well with the Turgrid if you play it later on. Um, then I have for the treasure, um, I have uh, four Shambling Ghasts and three Deadly Disputes, and also three Kalein. Um, and since this is a uh, kind of a Magecrafty deck, uh, I have Sedgemore Witch in here, two copies of that, and uh, uh, of course Exus, as I said, is, is works well with that. And um, so I have, uh, since I, I'm going to want to have creatures to sa uh, sack, uh, both the Deadly Dispute and uh, um, also um, uh, to some other cards, which I'll, I've yet to mention. But I do have four, three copies of Hungry for More, which is that uh, a sorcery for a black and a red that uh, creates a three one um, vampire with haste uh, and trample. And that's uh, 
that's uh, that you sacrifice at the end of your turn. So you could create those to uh, trigger Sedgemore Witch and also um, Exodus as well. Uh, um, and then you can sacrifice them to the dispute or um, I also have uh, um, a couple of Imistrum Predators in here. So um, that works well. Um, also, uh, oh, and also Anya, uh Maid of Dishonor. I have two copies of that as well. Uh, for I, I mentioned before when I was playing Limited, I, I kept... Uh, um, getting on yay so I, I all of a sudden I found myself with a full set uh, so I thought uh, I should get some some play out of it uh, as well and it works well with um, this deck so um, also to create some um, um, well not not for that reason but because I've on yay I, I also have uh, bloody betrayal which uh, is the um, um, Crimson Vow version of a Yoink <laughs> card. So for two and a red sorcery, you gain control of target, uh, target creature until end of turn, untap that creature, it gains haste until end of turn, and you also create a blood token. So a uh, nice uh, way of getting a creature to, uh, to sack to Deadly Dispute, uh, Imrestrom or Anye. Uh, or even to the uh, uh, even to the uh, blood avatar. Um, uh, that's what it's called. Awaken the blood avatar. Uh, that spell, which you can decrease the cost of by sacking creatures. Um, <clears throat> so um, I'm jumping all over the place here, but uh, uh, I have four Agadim's Awakening in here, uh, which I I tend to. Uh, not need for mana, and uh, quite often I can use it to to uh, bring back some some creatures. Um, we have a nice uh, little um, uh, set uh, here where I have a. I mean, I have seven one drops and uh, just three uh, two drops. Um, then I have um, two three drops and. Uh, four no six no eight yeah eight four drops no even ten four drops and then the uh, two uh turgrids uh for the five drops so um possibly you could get a full spectrum of if you have eight lands you can get uh, uh five creatures into play which would be pretty cool um so that's those i have three uh soul shattered um, just nice way to um, force your opponent to, to uh, sacrifice a creature, um, which triggers Turgrid and uh, the uh, Exodus and Sedgemore Witch. Um, so all good there. Um, and then I have a single Professor Onyx, which uh, another card that likes you playing a lot of sorceries and instances, and also. Uh, can make the opponent sacrifice a creature. So um, then the rest are the lands. Uh, so the full set of pathways in the three colors and one shattered sanctum, um, one haunted ridge, and one sundown pass. 
at the moment I have a win rate of 59%, so 10 to 7 is the stats on this um, on this deck. And uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun to play. A lot of fun to play. Um, and I haven't seen anything quite like it, uh, so it feels like uh, opponents quite often are uh, a bit taken aback. Uh, not expecting this particular type of deck, so um yeah it works pretty well um the matches i believe are not super quick uh, that's what i could say as a drawback to the uh whole thing but uh, uh besides that uh, i think uh it, it's it's a really solid solid deck uh okay well i think um I think that's going to be it for now. Um, looking forward to uh, Kamigawa tomorrow. Uh, play on.